What's going on, everybody? Aaron Zamzo here with the Fire Rescue Fitness Podcast. We're going to talk about Wellness Week. What is First Responder Wellness Week? How do you improve your nutrition right away, right after listening to this? What is functional training? And lastly, do you really need supplements to make fitness progress? Stay tuned and listen as we address all of those questions. Well, I don't know if that intro worked out or uh, or not on the video, but hey, it, everybody, Aaron Zam's out here. This is the FRF podcast. Now, you might hear me on other podcasts. Uh, the Better Every Shift podcast is one that we do with Fire Rescue One and Lexapol, and it is um, it's a lot of fun for me to be able to do that because we are interviewing some of the some of the biggest leaders in the fire service, some of the biggest players in the fire service. So that's one where I get to do some interviews and talk to uh, them influential members of the fire service. And, uh, that's over on the better every shift podcast here with FRF. I just kind of get to go off and talk about anything I want. Uh, this is, uh, coming at you at the end of March. This is what's called first responder wellness week. We did a live webinar with the better every shift podcast about the healthy 10 on Monday to kick this off. And, uh, hopefully you've been seeing some things on social media about this. And I, I just wanted to talk a little bit more in detail about what it is and why it's so important to us. It, um, it's very similar to Safety Stand Down. It was kind of the brainchild of Lexapol and Fire Rescue One and Police One and Dispatch One with them uh, doing, you know, they, I, I've worked for bo uh, both. I do work for Fire Rescue One and Lexapol, uh, and they are very, very uh, proactive organizations. I, um, I'm really impressed just with how their leadership is uh, really focused on improving the fire service, improving, improving first responders' health. And so, uh, you know, when they came up with this idea, they're like, hey, we really want to do this. We want to have you do a live webinar. I also did a video on uh, resiliency. And uh, as more and more resources keep popping up through the week, there is stuff on um, yoga, there's stuff on relationships, there's stuff on nutrition. Uh, mobility. And, and as stuff keeps coming up, I'm like, this is all great stuff. Uh, quick one or two minute tips that I think any and every first responder needs to listen to and try to integrate. Um, that's on Lexapol.com, FireRescue1.com. Better Every Shift did a live webinar, which is now you can get the actual podcast on the Healthy 10 with Chief Mark Bayshore. Um, but uh, again, this is hopefully going to happen the last week of March for now until uh, infinity, you know, kind of similar to safety standout with just a, a real emphasis on how we as first responders can improve our health, how we can improve our, our overall health and be more balanced. So if you can, if you see some of the social media outlets, check out all the different things, go to alexpole.com, firerescue1.com is really where uh, a lot of the stuff is. I have a couple things on there again. Um, you know, check out that podcast after you're done listening to this one. And um, so that's kind of what Wellness Week is. I want to make sure everybody is very well aware of it. If you ever uh, have ideas on what kind of things we should be putting on Wellness Week, you can actually email me uh, at firerescuefitness.com. If you go to contact me, that goes right to me. My dog doesn't answer emails anymore. She's getting lazy. Uh, and um, I'd love to hear your 
your uh, ideas. I, I, I have a little bit of their ear, you know, as far as, Hey, this is kind of what I'm hearing from the fire service and from uh, members and, and friends that I have, uh, you know, first responders that they're dealing with. And, and, you know, hopefully we can get the right people to, to, uh, address those issues. So, um, yeah, tune in for that. It's a really cool thing. And, and I, I wanted to, to include it in this podcast because maybe a lot of you probably had some questions like, what am I, why am I seeing this and, and what's it all about? So first responder wellness week. And one of the questions, so I did a webinar uh, earlier this week with Chief Basher about the Healthy 10. And we talked about uh, what, you know, nutrition, what are some of the basics of it? And I know nutrition can be really, really confusing. It has been for even me over the years because you can start reading one thing and, and, you know, all of a sudden that turns you down this path of, oh, now I shouldn't be eating carbs. And wait a minute, I can be eating carbs. And, you know, there's now this diet and then there's that diet and then there's this and there's ketones and paleo and uh, you, you name it, right? Like it, it can get really, really confusing <laughs> and it just leads to you having a beer and an ice cream or in my case, a tequila and an ice cream and you say heck with it. And, um, like I said, you're not alone. It's it's very common. I've been working in the fit, uh, fitness industry now for 30 years, and I think it's it's kind of cyclical where you know nutrition kind of goes through different uh, phases. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of data now being you know attributed to certain ways of eating, and uh, I just want to get back to basics with you for a little bit here and just talk about. It's great to know like, hey, keto may work. It's great to, to think about, you know, the Mediterranean diet. It's great to think about, you know, all these different, you know, eating patterns, you know, intermittent fasting and whatnot. But first things first, I think it's not a good eating pattern. It's not a good diet plan or it's not a good nutrition plan if you don't learn to adapt to it or it doesn't fit within your lifestyle. And here's what I mean. You know, if you are one that you've tried and tried and tried and you can't seem to just you know, be hungry enough to eat a breakfast that, well, let's find something then that works for you that, you know, Hey, you, okay. Right, so let's not eat a breakfast. Maybe you try fasting and eat all your calories from 12 o'clock in the, uh, you know, in the afternoon till eight o'clock. Um, you know, you might, every time you try to eat high protein, you have really bad gas and, uh, you know, you have stomachache. Everybody kind of works you know, their bodies work different and actually your body will work differently at different times. So it goes back to, all right, first and foremost, when you want to make some nutritional changes, you need to figure out exactly what you're doing currently. And I think the biggest thing and, and hundred percent of the time, whenever anyone says, Hey, help me out with my nutrition. I ask, well, what are you doing currently? You know, what are you eating? And hundred percent of the time people are like, well, I feel like I eat fairly healthy. And my question then back to them is, Show me, eat, you know, show me, write down what you eat. And uh, almost, I shouldn't say hundred percent. Most of the time people come back and go, oh geez, I thought I was eating less calories or I thought I was eating more vegetables or I thought I was drinking more water. So the first step to improving your nutrition is really just taking a step back and going, what am I currently eating and measure stuff out. Right. So, uh, Grape nuts I always use is like a third of a cup of a serving. Well, nobody eats a third of a cup of grape nuts. But if you think, hey, I'm eating healthy and you're having four servings of that, all of a sudden what you thought you were getting 150 calories, you're getting 450 calories. Um, the other part of this too is, uh, and I got an article coming out about calories in, calories out. Look, calories in, calories out works for weight loss. 
it's it's that simple. It's physics, it's physiology. If you burn more than what you eat, you're going to lose weight. Where this gets complicated is one part of the system might start to fail a little bit. So let's say, hey, well, my hormones are out of balance. Well, that means you maybe aren't burning as many calories as you think you are. Or um, I'm not really eating that bad. Well, if you're not measuring your food out and, and really managing your portion sizes, maybe you are. You know, the other part of this is, you know, I eat really healthy at home and then I go to the firehouse and I don't eat so healthy, but I, you know, I don't think it's, it's that bad. Well, sometimes you can add an extra one to 2000 calories on one really bad day or one really bad weekend. So when you look at, you know, first and foremost, start measuring what you're eating. Now we could go down this whole rabbit hole of, well, when I calculate my calories, it's, you know, people say it can be very inaccurate. I, I get that. First, you just start reading labels more so you know, okay, what are serving sizes? What are, are in the foods that I'm eating? And then next, we can make some adjustments on that based on what you're finding, okay? So maybe you're, you realize, oh, man, I'm just eating way too many calories. Well, then it's really easy. Start monitoring your portions and, um, you know, take it that, that first step, you know, decrease your portion sizes. Uh, maybe you're not getting enough protein. Maybe you're not getting enough fiber. You know, you can look at things and you can also look at trends. Maybe you're eating really, really healthy four days a week and then two days you just totally, uh, you know, crap the bed. Uh, that's why, like, I, I always tell people that I'm working with, you know, one-on-one -on -one is let's look at the whole week. So you may go four really, really good days, but then blow it on the other three to a point where you're actually in, uh, you know, not in a calorie deficit. So you could be gaining weight. And I'm guilty of this myself. Like, I'll be like, hey four days at home, really, really good. And then I go to the firehouse. I'm like, oh, I'll just have a little ice cream here and maybe a little bit more. And then I'll have seconds. And all of a sudden the 2000 calorie deficit that I had in the first four days is now gone. And so that's the other part of this is start to look at what you're eating as a whole for a week, at least, you know, take each week and not just each day. Um, obviously if you're, you haven't ever recorded your, your calories or measured or just looked at things, start there. But, um, you know, look at the week. And then, you know, simple changes of hydrating more with water, by the way, uh, can go a long way because it helps with metabolic process. You've heard me many, many times talk about hydration, trying to get at least five servings of fruits and vegetables a day and eating protein with every single meal. I think those three things right there are four things I should say can really, really help simplify nutrition, number one, and help you improve your nutrition, number two, very quickly. So as you're listening to this, be like, all right, I'm going to go get a glass of water as I listen to this jerk, whatever I, whatever you want to call me, uh, crazy dude. And, uh, quirky, I guess I was called quirky. Somebody was saying, <laughs> um, I've been called worse. So you're drinking more water right now. And then if you're going to go eat something, try to figure out what serving sizes are. It might, that's a little more difficult sometimes in the firehouse. Uh, I do have some good blog posts on that. Uh, you can go to firerescuefitness.com or I'll try to leave it in, in the show notes here. So, you know, getting back to the basics of nutrition, figure out what you're eating, figure out serving sizes, and then, you know, make some simple changes, hydrate veggies and protein. Um, and stop reading so damn much sometimes. Cause again, you can start to go down this rabbit hole. Um, and that goes to my next point here, which is, uh, something that I always get questions on as I didn't even bring up the right thing here, um, is do you really need supplements then? And 
here's my take on supplements. Uh, I have a, 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 an article that I wrote on this and I always look at everything like a, like a pyramid, right? Even like fire, fire grown skills and knowledge. You have to have a solid foundation and base first and build on that. So like if you're ch- teaching someone to, to pull hose loads, you know, before you worry about stretching the hose load, you got to work on how you get it out of the bed and how you load it. And so you, it's a, pro, it's a progression. If you don't teach them how to pull that uh, hose load out, or even let's back up, if it's not loaded properly and they can't pull it out, they can't stretch it. They're not as efficient on the stretch. Same thing with, with nutrition and supplements. If you don't build a solid foundation of hydrating, eating enough vegetables, eating enough protein, limiting your, you know, your added sugars, it doesn't matter what you do on top for supplements. You're, you're not going to get the most out of them. And a lot of times you're going to be pissing it away. So if you're doing two protein shakes a day, but you're eating like crap the other three meals, you know, what's really the advantage there? So uh, first and foremost, you got to have good solid foundation in your nutrition. And that is, you know, eating good quality calories, eating enough vegetables and hydrating. On top of that, a multivitamin just to make sure you're getting it, uh, enough nutrients. I'm, I'm okay with that. There are some great mixes out there like greens mixes. I, I do a greens mix with a uh, post-workout shake just to make sure that I get the right nutrients. And then, you know, you can add some shakes and bars again, but you don't want to start substituting that stuff out for real good quality calories and real good quality food. So then you keep going up the chain, you know, like I see guys in their twenties and thirties adding testosterone boosters. And I'm like, dude, it's not really helping you any, I mean, your testosterone levels should be high enough. If not, then you got some other, other issues going on. You need to see your doctor about, um, Creatine has been shown to improve performance and muscle. There again, you want to make sure that you have some good solid foundation of nutrition. So when you're using it, you're not pissing it all away and you're actually building muscle and getting stronger. Um, It's not a be all end all. It's something that can supplement or add to the good nutrition. Some other um, things we, you know, I mentioned protein shake. that just helps get your protein levels up. Uh, I think even fiber, you know, you see some guys do Metamucil in the firehouses and gals, I should say, guys and girls do uh, at that. And that's not too bad for you uh, from what I've read and what I've actually have tried. So that might be an option. Um, but it goes back to basics. Start with focusing your attention on eating really good foods. And then, you know, you may want to add a protein shake and a multivitamin. And then a bar uh, for, you know, when you're really, really hungry on shift. You know, I, I like uh, Quest bars. They have a hero bar that's pretty good. Now that has sugar alcohols in it, so it might give you gas, which is it's probably funny when you're riding in the truck. Not so funny for your partners and your crew. Um, you know, Kind bars are pretty good. There's uh, uh, RX bars that are, you know, four or five different ingredients. That's it. So, you know, stick to real basic ingredients. And, you know, then, then you also have to play the digestive game, you know, take note of how you feel after you eat some of these foods. And that's the last lesson I'll I'll talk about with nutrition basics and supplements. A lot of times we just look at what we eat and we kind of look at the big picture. 
what I want you to do and what I think really can help is how do you feel after you eat a certain way? And that can make a difference in attitude. That can make a difference in your choices. I don't think we take the time to go, okay, so I had, you know, this meal and then I was bloated and farting and just didn't feel good. You know, yeah, it tasted really good, but man, I didn't feel really good after it. And, you know, really try to just make some mental notes of what foods are doing to you. How do they make you feel? How do they make you perform? And that can go a long way into helping you kind of decide what's best for you. And it may change. It changes, um, you know, as you, as you age, it changes, you know, as you manage your stress. Uh, but I think there needs to be more attention paid to how we feel after eating. Uh, um, you know, another thing on this, i um, been talking to a lot. There's a, a couple of people on, on my department that are, are really, um, you know, focused on, on improving the, their health and their nutrition. And, and one thing uh, that one of the, my friends is doing is after he eats, he's, he's making, he's not making himself, he's going for a 10 minute walk you know, at a fairly brisk pace. But he's seeing, and he's finding, I did some research on it. It makes sense, actually. And there's some stuff that, that validates this. He's not eating as much, number one. Number two, he doesn't get that lethargic kind of post-meal kind of feeling, uh, especially at the firehouse. So he eats lunch. Instead of going to take a nap right away, he goes, hops on the treadmill and just walks briskly for 10 minutes. And he's like, hey, I have enough energy. Um, you know, of course, there's times where if you're lacking on sleep, he might just go five minutes just to, to do some movement and then go do a little, like, uh, nap and meditation. Um, but after dinner, you know, he's just finding that he's not eating as much. Uh, he feels good. And, and I've tried to do that now and it does help. So one of the things you can do is do a little walk, uh, take the dog for a walk, walk around the station a little bit, walk on a treadmill. Uh, it's good not only for your mind, but also I think physiologically, um, you know, for your body. Another thing is only eat until you're 80% full. And of course, 80% full is different for everybody, but you know, before you go back for seconds, just give yourself 10 or 15 minutes to, you know, really figure out how do I feel? Do I really need more food or is it just because that's what I always do? So making a more conscious connection to nutrition and how you feel after you eat can go a long way along with those other nutrition basics. And I hope I address the supplements kind of question um, also um, because I get that a lot. You know, I get, uh, I get people asking, Hey, you know, what, what about this supplement or, or what about that supplement? And so, um, I just wanted to make sure that, that I address that. Um, and then, you know, the, the next part of this is I wanted to address a question that I've been getting and, and it's a, a very, I think heated in some cases, uh, topic. It's about functional training and what actually is, you know, functional training when it's in the context of, you know, first responders or firefighters. And I, I, one of the best definitions that I found, and I, I take a deep breath because, you know, I've been in the fitness industry for 30 years and I've seen the definition just kind of, and, and the term be thrown around a lot. Um, but I think one of the best things that I've ever seen is, um, this, this definition it's by Mayo Clinic. And of course I can't find it to show you right now because that's just the way sometimes this goes on, on these shows. Um, but it's, it's about 
functional training is it's a type of fitness training that readies your body for your daily activities. Now, I know that's a real general statement, but let's bring it down to our level, right? On the fire ground. What do we do typically on the fire ground? Well, <laughs> now right now, chief, you know, everybody's laughing. They're like, well, chief's just yell at us or mess stuff up, right? So, yeah, you know, chief's point to the fire, but that takes, you know, certain muscle groups or whatever. Um, I won't get off on a tangent on that. But on the fire ground, we lift, we carry, we crawl. We drag stuff, we push, we pull, um, you know, we, we do that sometimes in, on, on air and then we have to slow down and do it again. And so when you look at functional training, does your fitness program help you do all of those things better? And so the question always, I always get is like, you know, I'll, I'll post something on functional training and someone will say deadlifts, bench press and squat. That's it. You know, it's like, boom. And I'm not saying they're wrong. What I'm saying is that there's a lot more to that equation. I think deadlifts are a great exercise for firefighters. I think it's a great exercise for first responders because we're typically lifting heavy stuff off the ground. But it's only one small portion of what I call the, the, the functional training spectrum. Deadlifts are great. Bench press, I'm... I've never seen someone do the bench press motion on the fire ground. Um, you know, if you're having to bench press three to four or 500 pounds off your body on the fire ground or rescue scene, there's a lot of other shit going down that you need to worry about. So um, I think there's better options for it. Um, you know, even power movements like snatch and uh, hand clean, uh, we don't necessarily do those motions. I guess we do when we raise ladders. So those can be functional. But they have to be paired with th other things, meaning you have to actively warm up to work the mobility to be able to do that power movement efficiently and effectively and recover from it. Same thing with the deadlift. If you can't efficiently bend down and you're just constantly adding more weight to the deadlift, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for injury. When you go down and reach that cot, you pick it up. You're like, oh, there goes a tweak. Oh, I must have deadlifted too much. No, you neglected your mobility and your core, you dumb Sorry, you dumbass. Um, and so when people post on it, deadlifts all you need to do, I, I, I take it with a grain of salt. And I agree in one manner. Deadlift is something you need to do, but it's not the be-all, end-all. Same thing with bench press. I've seen members of the fire service be able to bench press a house, yet they have trouble reaching back, getting their SCBA on. And so the question I have is, how good are you on the fire ground when you can't reach and do some of the things that are required. So when you talk about functional training, we're talking about training, meaning putting things together, working in a progression, working towards a goal. Whereas, you know, exercise is just doing something for that day. Training is putting exercise together to work towards a goal. And it goes back again to, well, what helps you twist? carry, pull, drag, you know, um, and, and it's a, it's a well-rounded approach. Obviously you need to incorporate strength, which is why I really like full body strength training for those that are getting involved in the fire service, because right. We know we don't isolate unless you're chief pointing, there's the fire. We don't isolate on the fire ground. So, you know, a squat to a press, um, or even rate taking, you know, deadlift curl to press, 
And someone can say, okay, well, that's like a power movement then. And, and yeah, but for somebody who's really deconditioned and not very mobile, we got to start them over here on this spectrum. And then we build up that power. Um, but it also needs to be accompanied by, you know, interval training and cardiovascular training and mobility training and, and core training. So when we talk about functional training, it's basically having a workout program that helps you do those things on the fire ground, on the rescue scene. And so then again, people say, let's go back to the deadlift. Deadlift helps me do that. Okay. But over time, if deadlift's all you do, it's not going to help you. It's going to start hindering you because you're going to start to lose your mobility. You're going to start to lose, um, uh, you, you know, functional movement through different planes of motion. And that's the other part about, um, you know, lifting like with machines. Machines are in one plane. We lift, carry, drag, you know, twist in all different planes of motion. So we have, we need to address those in our functional training systems. I could go on and on for that about that, but I just wanted to touch on that and not say that again, I'm not picking on the deadlift. I am a little bit on the bench. Um, you know, and if you're going to zoom, what should I be doing is that good question. I think, I think, you know, taking two dumbbells on the back and pressing one, holding one, because that works obliques, it works shoulder stability a, a lot more doing that at incline too, because, you know, I, I just think dumbbells can help a lot better than a fixed bar. Um, you know, shoulder press, people go, oh, military press. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan because you're never doing it from a seated position. You're always doing it from a standing position. So stand, change your stances up, working one arm at a time, even do a work, you know, a press with a little twist with dumbbells. I think dumbbells are more efficient. I think dumbbells are more functional. Uh, if someone says to me, but I love what bench press does to me, it, it makes me feel strong, makes me feel confidence. And you know what? I'm going to say, hey, then keep doing it. But add some other things in there so you don't get to be, you know, to a point where you can't, you're so inflexible, you can't reach back. Um, I, I, and same thing with deadlifts. If you enjoy doing it, do it. If you enjoy doing machines, do it. But add those other components that help then transfer to better performance on the fire ground. And then, hey, it also transfers to better performance in life. All right. So that's uh, what I wanted to address today with the FRF podcast. Again, you can hear me over at the Better Every Shift podcast, where I talk to influential leaders of the fire service. Um, we just had Chief John Sulka. We had Chief our Mark Bayshore actually had um, the uh, head of the U.S. Fire Administration on there and uh, many other guests on that podcast. But uh, for now, I thank you for listening to the FRF podcast, where I get to go a little bit more behind the scenes and a little bit more about rants and raves and answer questions. If you do have questions, reach out to me, firerescuefitness.com. Go to the contact uh, me page or contact page that goes right to me. Um, give me a day or two to respond because I might be on shift because just like you, I'm in the front lines. Um, I talk about this. I try to practice this after this podcast. I'm going to go work out. I'm not really excited about it, but I know I got to get it done. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys actually motivating me from time to time and, uh, making me put my money where my mouth is. Uh, reach out with questions. Please subscribe to this podcast and the better every shift podcast. Send me a message. Leave me a comment. If you think I'm on something or onto something either way, man, uh, ultimately, let me know how I can help you and your crew get and stay more fit for duty. Thanks for listening, everybody.